Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as per usual by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. How do you do? <laughs> Richard and Michael uh, are my super friends, but uh, they love to debate things. They love to discuss the four things of any given topic that fill them with um, joy or ire, and this week is no different. But this week is a topic that I chose, and that is the Mount Rushmore of fictional butlers. I am, for some reason, my whole life I've been fascinated uh, with butlers. They seem like a holdover of the class system, like, say, we had in Europe. Um, but I've always loved um, people who make a living off of helping other people. I think of uh, Elvis Presley and the Memphis Mafia, all the clingers uh, that uh, clinged on to him. Vince and uh, the Entourage on uh, the show Entourage. Mm-hmm. But then... Uh, Michael and Je- Michael and Richard on Jeff Cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, all the things that we think of uh, literature and, and uh, things like that. Um, but I, I'll say that my first example, uh, and it's something we touched on in another um, podcast, and that was the Mount Rushmore of second tier Star Wars droids, was the movie Star Wars and how these robots, um, R2-D2 and C-3PO, were servants to their master Luke. And that was... When I think about it, maybe my first prototype for fictitious butler. So that tells you how broad I'm willing to go with the answers to this uh, um, question of your choices. So um, that was maybe the worst explanation in history, but I don't think we even needed one. So uh, I would like to pick as the first person to start the person who was wearing (laughs) Richard's hunkering. (laughs) Richard's hunkering. Okay, Michael, you start. Maybe Richard will come out of his shell later on. Okay. Um, I realized that all of like my butlers, uh, there's also there's something like strangely fucked up about like every oh, situation. Okay, yeah. Like I don't know if it's just like how they got in the situation is just messed up or just anyway, we'll get into it. But my first one is Alfred the Butler from Batman. Oh, I love it. Who is uh, part butler? You know, he runs Wayne Manor, mm. but then he's also part uh, like. Uh, Confident. Father figure, yeah, yeah, confident. Uh-huh. He, you know, assists in the um, running of Batman in yeah. the Batcave. Yeah, he's also like this uh, ex, like military guy, mm-hmm. and like he can patch up Batman whenever he's uh-huh. hurt. Now, do you think of the TV series Batman? Or are you thinking of say Michael Caine in the Dark Knight series? Or I, if I'm thinking of a particular Batman, it's probably like the Michael Goff. The yeah. Michael Go one. Uh-huh. Goff or Go? Goff. This is the Alfred from the Stevie series. No, no, no. No, no, oh, okay. no that's um, Alan Napier. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm thinking of like the one that was in like the first, like, the, like it was in the Tim Burton Batman oh, okay, movie. okay. That he's kind of a little more aloof and a little more hoity-toity. Oh, okay. But like all of the different variations of like Alfred, um, they kind of, it's interesting to see that they can have a different like, kind of pass at him yeah it's kind of like this template for whatever you want like the alan napier one in the batman 66 tv series was ridiculous and yeah on occasion would dress up like batman mm-hmm. you know even with his mustache yeah his gray mustache is obviously an old man <laughs> yeah. in a batman costume yeah. right like the lengths that he'll go to f- for batman and mm-hmm. for bruce wayne is 
astounding. And did he have a British accent? Or no, I, for, I don't dep- recall. I think it depends on. I think yes. Ultimately, Alfred Pennyworth is an English. But, yeah, is okay. an English like, you know, they retcon everything. So he's probably an English secret agent at some point too. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, he's a guy that would that literally serve this family and would do anything for this man and his insane quest. <laughs> you know, here's yeah. a man that was broken as is a broken person. His mentality is all yeah. over the place. He's uh, so fixated on justice and vengeance. And like Alfred's like, well, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. guess, I guess I'll help you design a Batman costume. And uh-huh. I guess I'll help you build this giant bat cave. And also, I guess I'm your father now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these butlers tend to kind of be both uh, family members and employees and how it's so hard to, I've never seen like a, a, a I don't think Alfred's ever been fired. You know, he, he's kind of, he becomes like this, he is this father figure, and then... Um, well, maybe he's been fired. I guess they've written I enough mean, stories. I'm sure at some point there was some, like, he was fired, but, like, it was a fake firing. Or he got fired and then came back, like, the same, same like, issue. Yeah, the 1960s into the 70s Batmans and Supermans, like, there was always some aspect of where, like, Batman was like a dick or Superman yeah. was just being really mean to Superboy and like mm-hmm. he'd encase him in cement and fly off and <laughs> hang out with like Wonder Woman or, or, or Lois A's like and this is for your own good <laughs> Superboy. I do speculate that Wayne Manor is at least 300,000 square feet and has probably 1 million guest rooms and and <laughs> so I want to see who works for Alfred because he must have a legion of staff which leads me to Downton Abbey, Wayne Manor. Mm. Wouldn't that be cool to see the upstairs downstairs relationship between? They're all they're all robots. Are they? It's all androids created by. Bruce no, it's Wayne? just he just yeah he just has like a a, te- a a horde of like android like robot things. No, Batman is cruel. It is only <laughs> Alfred. He has this great wealth of technology beneath the mansion that he you know he's got a giant dinosaur yeah. down there. This robot. You know, this giant penny and his bat computer and he's, you know, crime lab. And then Alfred's up there like polishing the silver and 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 he has to help him uh, solve crimes, too. Yeah. But, but Jeff, how many you don't think there's like a charwoman? Master Wayne soiled his linens again. Rachel, you will get those clean by tomorrow. No, because here's the thing. It's yeah, he might have an 800 room mansion, but he's only ever like in three goddamn rooms. Okay. Right. I mean, right. it's not like he's got he's having parties there. Just it's not like he's got like. I mean, basically, he has to keep, like, the bottom is, like, his, like, Just den. polishing those suits of armor alone <laughs> is a full-time fucking job. Well, I think, I think uh, the one thing that... Who does HVAC? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Uh, drop, your, drop the laptop. That's one, a laptop oh, drop. One, one thing uh, Alfred, as the butler, does help do is kind of keep up the Playboy facade of Bruce Wayne. Okay. Like, because so much, like... Batman isn't Bruce Wayne. He's Batman. Like, that's his his natural state is to be this other character. Like, Bruce Wayne is always, like, this person that he pretends to be, Mm -hmm. so he has to be there to help throw, you know, host parties and be very welcoming. So I'm sure, like, Richard's right. He only lives in, like, three three rooms of the mansion, Mm -hmm. but it's just when a party rolls in, they have to take all the dust, you know, all the dust covers off of everything, and then, you know, they have a cleaning crew. That accidentally yeah. stumbles into the you, bat cave. Yeah, do you think Alfred ever? <laughs> Batman kills him. Do you think Alfred ever goes on vacation? Oh yeah. And do they have to get like a temp, a temp. in or something like? 
Okay, so let me tell you a little bit. Do not go in the ball. You know, the like following to, rooms. Okay, just here are the rooms you can go in. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you'll probably be killed at the end of this. Okay, if you accidentally open a lift up uh, Shakespeare's head, don't press the button. <laughs> don't slide down the poles. If you see a young boy running around in his underwear, just call him Robin. It's a normal call him thing. Robin. It's a normal thing. Okay, well, I think that's a strong uh, start is Alfred the Butler. Uh, Richard, what do you got? All right, so I have categories this week. I have race relations. Whoa. I have smarter than their bosses. I have dealing with hicks and secretly not butlers. Mm. Okay. So first one, race relations. I have Rochester from the Jack Benny show. Oh, cool. (laughs) Um, Rochester, who... Oh, Rochester. Yeah, exactly, which I think that's if you know him... At all, you know, because he's like, oh, Rochester, uh-huh. um, started off as a uh, character on the, the radio show. And for the first few seasons of the radio show was kind of a, let's say maybe not the most racially yeah. balanced okay. character. Okay. Was, but there's definitely a Amos and Andy quality to oh, him. Okay. okay. Um, but after World War II, actually, um, after the Holocaust, Jack Benny basically decided... Look, we need to we need to get rid of any of the race. Jack Look. Benny, Bruce Wayne, Butler swap. Wait, wait, is Jack Benny Bruce Wayne? What just I would just love here? if they swap, <laughs> or just swap jobs. Yeah, like yeah. see Jack Benny yeah. as Batman. Yeah, okay, yeah. So after World War Two, after World War Two, yeah, Jack Benny basically they decided. Look, we need to like cut it out with the uh, the racial stuff, yeah. and they made Rochester more of a. A comic foil okay. for Jack Benny in a way that was not necessarily about him being black. Oh, I see. It was just about, you know, the stereotypes of Jack Benny, mm-hmm. of him being a penny pincher and, yeah. you know, all, yeah. all, all the Jack Benny things. And Rochester would play off of that and usually be smarter than him. Yes. And get Jack Benny to wind up doing his chores for him. Or mm-hmm. not that they didn't occasionally go down that route. One time there's a episode where... They're out in the... There was snowing, and Jack Benny said something like, Rochester, don't go out there. You're going to get lost. We'll never find you in that snow. And Rochester kind of goes, really? Me? Oh, okay. Because he's black. Mm-hmm. And the okay. snow's white. But it was more he was playing on the, the uh, idiosyncrasies of his uh, his employer. Yeah, it, be, it, it was probably one of the first pop cult, you know, popular culture representations of a black person. Yeah. Even though he was still working for a white person and there's still some obviously issues with that, I suppose. Yeah. But it was one of the first times where there was a, a black character who was a, able to have comedy that wasn't based on him being black. Okay. Yeah. Like him being in like stuck in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Well, occasional, like I said, <laughs> but that wasn't really about him. It wasn't like, Ah, it's funny because you're black. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You know what I mean? We, we, we found uh, Jack Benny decades after its original audience. Yeah, and I, and, and I loved Jack Benny growing up. I used to, used to be able to, like, at the, at the pharmacy that I, I was right down the street, you could get, like, the, the uh, how back it was, the tape, not the actual audio tapes. Oh. They would make of old-time radio broadcasts. Uh-huh. And so I, I would get that. I wow. would have it in Costello. Mm-hmm. And it's... You, Listen to those Jack Benny programs. It's very kind of modern, some of the humor. Yeah. Because there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall. You know, they talk directly to the audience. Yeah. They kind of take a break and talk directly to you and say something kind of an aside. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a lot more advanced 
than you would think for a radio show from the 1940s. Yeah. So that kind of extended to the relationship between Rochester and uh, Jack Benny. Uh, Rochester, the actor, Eddie Anderson, wind up becoming coming arguably maybe more as pop, as popular, if not more, than Jack Benny. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And one time he was he was flown into Boston to give a speech at Harvard. Uh, the guys from the students from MIT caught wind of this, met him at the airport, and basically convinced him to tricked him to tricked him that they were the guys from Harvard, took off with him. Guys from Harvard figured this out, and it basically started a a mini riot. Oh, funny. Okay, Michael, what's your second choice? My second answers the question of, did the butler do it? And the answer is yes, he did do it. Uh, Wadsworth from the movie Clue. Oh, also one of my choices. That was the uh, secretly not a butler oh, great. category. Okay. Uh, Clue, uh, or if you're like French and obnoxious or English and obnoxious, Cluedo, which is a mix of the word Clue. And uh, the word Ludo, which means I play, oh. which is basically just like a version of like Parcheesi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a wonderful movie of the 80s. It had like a lot of great performances. And um, Tim Curry was just so perfect in the role. And he was um, proper and manic mm-hmm. and uh, kind of just all over the place. Did great impressions of like the other characters mm-hmm. in it. And uh, in it, he played um, the butler of the mansion uh, where a crime has been committed mm-hmm. or a crime is to be committed, I guess. The, the mansion of Mr. Body. Mr. Body's mansion, yes. There were, I mean, it was a pretty faithful and incredible interpretation of a board game. Yeah. Like, not, like, Battleship. Like, <laughs> well, the Boggle movie was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Backgammon movie. <laughs> So like like uh, how ca- why is it like too many shoots not enough ladders in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> they clearly spent all that money on ladders. Hi ho Cherryo, need more cherries <laughs> if you know what I mean. Maybe a little more hose. Uh, well, in the movie, he plays uh, like the butler of this mansion, and uh, you know eight nine characters have been invited there for some reason that they don't know. And throughout the course of the evening, uh, someone gets killed, and everyone's kind of impl- implicated in it. Yeah. And he's just so good in like being uh, in this role that, like Richard said, he's not—he wasn't actually a butler. You know, spoiler alert. He was depending on which ending. He was either the actual—he was actually Mister Body. Yes. Or he was possibly the FBI. Yes. Oh. There are three endings to the movie. They filmed a fourth, but it was like never, never put out. Right. And at the time, um, depending on what theater you saw it as, you you saw one of the three endings. I actually oh. went to the theater and saw this. Did you? Yeah. And it, it had like, you would buy a ticket and it was like theater one was ending A and two was B. And wow. And they actually kind of said that or. Yeah. And oh, you, wow. it was because the it was like basically a scam mm. to try to get you to buy <laughs> See three different times. tickets. Oh. Yeah. I only ever saw it like on video cassette and like it just had all three with. Oh, maybe fun, this happened. Yeah. All the, the fun interstitial at the end. And yeah. Clever wordplay and everything. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I put this on here because. Like you said, Tim Curry, I don't know that anyone else could have played this role. Yeah, they. Uh, it was strange because like, uh, it could have been like uh, uh, Rowan Atkinson was up for the role and he played a, a butler on um, uh, Blackadder 3. Right. And uh, John Cleese apparently, but I, I guess John Cleese could have probably pulled it off. There is a bit he, of... He, has, he could be manic. I guess Wadsworth was like a less bitter Basil Fawlty yeah. a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so you could definitely see that. I think the thing that uh, uh, I remember most fondly 
with someone asking him, uh, you know, what does a butler do? And he says, I buttle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. I mean, like I said, I saw it in the theaters and I was like 10 or whatever I was. Enjoyed it there. And it just you talked about the three different endings and each one it kind of gets to this, mo- this kind of manic state where they're running around, you know, the mansion, like reenacting all the murders and how you could have done this. And again, that's just, it's, it's a f- super fun part. For the two endings, I think I saw one of the non... I think it was one of the ones where he was the FBI. It was the one I remember seeing in in the theater. Mm -hmm. And it kind of worked because if you see Tim Curry in a movie, like 95% chance he he did it. He's going to be the bad guy. (laughs) Didn't have to have like a horrible accent as in... uh, um, oh, Congo. Congo. Well, in Legend, he was wearing a devil costume, so <laughs> you probably knew he was, <laughs> he was the guy. Did. So it, it, it felt obvious that it was going to be him, yeah. but then out of two out of the three endings, it actually wasn't mm-hmm. him, and in fact, he was the hero. Yeah. So we are halfway through, and this is the time where we ask you to rate and review our podcast. But before we do that, we want to ask you to do something else. We want to ask you to use Audible. Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you, the listener, you're listening, right? The opportunity to check out their service. If you want to learn more about fictitious valets, or also known as butlers, you can go listen to The Code of the Woosters, Jeeves to the Rescue, uh, or Very Good Jeeves, both by P.G. Wodehouse and Jonathan Cecil. Those are on Audible. That's right. With 180,000 other titles, Audible has it all. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Rushmore for your free audiobook. So, yeah, please download, rate, and review our past podcasts. You can find them on iTunes and Stitcher or go on a Facebook page and get in the dialogue. Please let us know what kind of uh, topics you'd love to hear us cover. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mount Rushmore Podcast. And we are back. So, Richard, this would be your third. Sure. My third one is in the category of smarter than their bosses, hmm. which I realized after the fact I wrote this, that's pretty much every yeah. uh, you know, fictional butler. Yeah. There's never a butler. You don't see many fictional butlers who are like really bad at buttling. <laughs> um, but I went with Benson. Oh, oh fun. From yeah. Soap, and then later the TV show Benson. 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 Played by Robert Guillaume. Mm-hmm. A show that I really loved as a kid, mm-hmm. but especially Benson. My mom was a huge soap fan as well, so I kind of had started watching that when I was younger and then kind of graduated into watching Benson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so certainly an interesting backstory for the for the character. You know, I don't look, I don't know civics. But, <laughs> but I, I always ask you civic stuff because I just think Richard knows civics. Yeah, Mr. Civics is what yeah. they call me. Yeah. But I, I, I I'm not familiar with the qualifications it takes to become a lieutenant governor. Yeah. Or a, a director of the uh, Office of Budget Management mm-hmm. in pre-Trump era Amer- America. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Please, nice caveat on there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure being a butler is not one of the cap- yeah. <laughs> but one of the uh, the qualifications. Uh-huh. I always had a crush on Kraus. The sh- the oh, Inga? Inga. I thought there was somebody named Kraus. In- well, maybe I'm thinking of the actress. You, just, you just love anybody named Krauss. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Also <laughs> loves Krauts. I love Krauts. Maybe I, actually, I may be thinking of the uh, actress's name. Okay. So we can okay. probably... I, I am. Inga Svensson. You had a crush on her? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. It's just something now. But I've, I also like Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. Hey, whatever floats your boat, man. Really? Okay, I'm going to take off my pants. <laughs> 
And there we go. Yeah. Uh, Miss Gretchen Wilhelmina Krauss, Inga Swenson. Oh, she's hot. Okay. All so right. <laughs> Never mind. They started, he started as a character on the show Soap, which was this kind of parody yeah. of soap operas. soap operas and was the butler for Catherine Hellman's character, Jessica Tate, mm-hmm. and was basically in the role of the sassy, uh, the character who had put everybody in their place, yeah. especially her husband, but pretty much anyone who came into the, in, into the line of sight. So popular that they spun him off in the show Benson. And yeah, during the course of the seven years of the show being on, he went from being head of the mansion to like office, the budget director, to the lieutenant governor, <laughs> to then running for mayor. And the cliffhanger, cliffhanger of the final episode is him and the current governor watching the results together, and they're getting ready to announce who had won. They leave it on a, a to be continued. Oh. Yeah. Then it got canceled. Oh, that's oh. funny. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and I just... I, I, maybe it's just because I thought... Robert Guillaume was such a powerful kind of presence yeah. as an actor. Of course, he was also a Broadway star, mm-hmm. great singing voice. And it was interesting. They would, at least once in a season, they would come up with some excuse <laughs> for, for, for to Benson sing. to have to sing. Yeah. And like, actually, uh, Inga Svensson was also like a Broadway singer. Oh, she was. Okay. So they would, at least once a season, they would be like, oh, it's Christmas Eve and everyone's snowed in. It was the yeah. type of show that did a lot of yeah. bottle episodes. Yeah. Oh, why don't we sing some Christmas songs? Or one time they had to have a telethon for something, and then none of their performers showed up, so they all had to go up there and mm-hmm. and do something. And it was—I don't know—I'd have to rewatch it to see if it was a great show. Mm-hmm. I remember it being a really good show, but I remember a lot of things being pretty good in the '80s mm-hmm. that, when you rewatch it, don't hold up yeah. very well. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty sitcommy mm-hmm. type show, and it always tried to have like the message like somewhere in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Renee. But it, but it was it was it was a show that wouldn't have worked without I think kind of like Tim Curry without that actor kind of being a force. Okay, Richard had Benson. Michael, what's your third? Hey, let's stay in the '80s with '80s TV shows yeah! and talk about someone a real down on his luck case. It seems uh, with Mr. Belvedere. All right, my last pick. Is it? Whoa. Yep. Okay. Uh, Mr. Belvedere was a. Um, 40s book about an English housekeeper who goes to live with an American family in order to uh, kind of write about them and write about his experience. And uh, in the 80s, all you need to do is take that, add a little bit of Bob Euchre, throw him in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Gold. Boom. There you go. What are the dire situations, the dire situation that he was in that he had to resort to taking like this, you know, famous yeah. English butler in theory to the queen? I don't know. Or Winston Churchill, at least. He worked for Churchill okay. at one point. He, he says that. And I, he I thought these... he buttled for the Queen at some point. I don't know if they said that, but I know he buttled for <laughs> Churchill. He's a modern-day Mary Poppins, but, you know, fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where he comes in to help this kind of this disheveled family that's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know. Is he also a con man? I don't know. Maybe he never did any of those things. I don't think he did. You think he's not actually British? It's possible. I know he posed for UK Bear magazine. <laughs> right. We've had Tim Curry as British butler. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Gaw or Alfred, who is sometimes British. Yeah. Is is the role of butler a holdover from a caste system? In US, you might have a a maid. You might have a nanny. Sure. It doesn't seem like it's as common. Here. No, I, th- I think, yes. I think... Th- that the, made that fish out the, of water movie. The butler as like head of household 
who runs everyone else, be it the maids or right. the footmen or anything like that, just doesn't yeah. never really translate yeah. to America. So the closest you can get is Butler. is Lynn Belvedere. Yeah. So yeah. we we so far by the way we've had two black butlers and three British butlers. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're really really di- diversifying on the show here. My now. last pick isn't Punjab from Annie. So oh, good. don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> good. About it. Um, Why did you pick Belvedere? Well, I wanted to talk about this. So I in a past life, was a newspaper reporter, a sports reporter, which is what Bob Uecker's character, George, I think it was, um, was on the show. There is no way in hell, even in Pittsburgh, that, I, that a sports writer could afford a full-time live-in butler. Yeah. <laughs> but, and his wife, I, th- I don't think, didn't work. She was like a, a going to law school. Mm-hmm. No way. I could barely afford rent for myself most of the time when I was working in a newspaper. I don't care how lead even the lead columnist. No way. What was he doing on the side? What <laughs> what what kind of illegal BS was he? Like the the break? It was like the Heisenberg of uh, Pittsburgh in the eighties. There's, there's a lot of Connery going on yeah. in, this, in this. Whether whether he was Belvedere, a crime fighter. Yeah, whether Belvedere. <laughs> was, he, was there a, was there a was there like a PI show? Yeah. Like where Bob Uecker's like a yeah. private eye at night, and that's why he needs the help. Like because Simon and Simon. <laughs> I had no Uker idea. And Uker. Uker and Uker. I had no idea that uh, Bob Euchre was a baseball player growing up. You just thought he was the guy from Mr. I just, thought, I just thought he was just some weird comedy guy. Uh, I remember seeing him appear as uh, as himself on a lot of shows. Like on, he'd mm. be on Carson a lot. Yeah, he was a, a favorite of him talking about like how bad he was at baseball. Yeah, or I remember one time there's a clip of it on YouTube where he starts talking about the DUI he picked up over spring training and uses this as like a platform. <laughs> For like two, three minutes of sol- solid comedy. Solid though. comedy. Nothing. Seventies. Oh, you guys are awful. Did he though have a um, World Series ring? Did he play on a series, a, t- a team that won? Might have, the Braves. He might have been on the Braves mm-hmm. when they won in Milwaukee. Possible. You know, you mentioned that. Benson, we'll reference that. That Benson was the show that had a, a great number of like bottle episodes. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Belvedere was all about like the special episode. Each uh, one, there was like a lesson learned uh, in which, it, you know, at the end, he'd always write down his journal uh, about his adventures mm-hmm. with, uh, what was the name of it? Illegal cockfighting <laughs> is wrong. Now, Wesley, let me Wesley. give you, let me, let me tell you about cockfighting. Wesley, glory holds for grown men. So are, are you going with the, are you leading toward the very special episode that I'm well, thinking of? Probably. Well, I'm, I, don't, I don't really was there care one to talk about it. It just felt like that there was, there, there was always something going on. Like that was such a trope of like 80s. Mm-hmm. There was always a lesson to be learned. And yeah. at the end of the day, he would sit there and he would just jot down and judge over everyone it else. Was, it was not the type of show that was smart enough to pull off the type of special episodes that they thought they could pull off. Yeah. Um, they did one where they're trying to, I think mirror the Ryan White situation. You know, okay, was it the camp? kid with AIDS? Oh. Yeah. And okay. so one of Wesley's friends Yes, uh, I, I remember the kid, now. Or kid moves in and he has AIDS. Uh-huh. And so no one will play with him and Wesley decides he doesn't want to play with him and then Mr. Belvedere of course smooths it all out within the course of 22 minutes. Yeah, and so Wesley doesn't want to play with him at first and then Mr. Belvedere comes in and with his British wisdom, because, you know, the British, very careful, very caring and understanding of people who are <laughs> sick um, and people who have you know, class issues, comes in and fixes it within 22 minutes and they get back to being friends again. Yeah. And I just remember this because there is a, I don't know if it's, a, I don't know if YouTubes have memes or what, but 
Someone took the clip of when the kid comes in to visit at the end, and they go, Bob Euchre goes, well, how's it going, Billy? And the kid goes, that's great, except for the AIDS. God. Brutal. <laughs> and, he just, God. and then somebody has clipped that, and then right after that, just slowed all the reactions <laughs> down to like, and like Bob Euchre's got this look on his face like, what have I done? <laughs> but uh, to, to be honest with you, I really picked uh, Mr. Belvedere because I wanted to sing the theme song. Okay. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Because I love Leon, Leon Redbone. Redbone. <laughs> That's hilarious. From, from, the, from the Budweiser song. We don't have singers anymore who are like these oddball singing with a style from a different generation yeah. and are just we just you back then we just accepted that leon redbone was a thing yeah that you know he could do like the uh budweiser size budge for you yeah. budge for you also that's one of the few impersonations i think i actually do pretty well <laughs> but like you do like, huh yeah that's right here <laughs> but i we don't have stuff like that anymore i wish i wish we had more weirdo musicians yeah. like that yeah rant over yeah uh you, do you feel like they saw the Facts of Life arc where Jerry Jewell was the girl in the wheelchair who was confronting Blair and confronting, uh-huh. all, and they thought we can do better. Yeah, we got all, a kid with AIDS. They're always trying to one up each other in the yeah. special episode. <laughs> the special episode. Yeah, yeah. Even Family Ties was like, "Ooh, we're not going to touch that one." Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, so my last one, Lurch from the Adams Family. Oh, uh, cool. you know when we were talking about like, like whether these people are family or not. Is Lur- I think Lurch is part of the Adams family. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think he's literally like made out of parts of different Adamses. Okay. Family. He's oh. this Frankenstein-like mm-hmm. character that I guess you know they make him work for him. Which yeah. Seems really cruel. That's for a family role. that's not very cruel. Mm-hmm. They're generally pretty warm and welcoming, in spite their gothic. Yeah. Their gothicness. They're that's like, the irony. They are yeah. not monsters. They're warm people. Yeah. Who look like monsters. Yeah. But then they force this guy to, who can barely speak, hmm. to, you know, lurch yeah. his way through every scene and just be odd and weird. Does and the hand grotesque. perform butlery things too? No, just hand jobs. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Put an ad out in the paper. <laughs> uh, I think he answers the phone. No, I mean, it does him. jobs that you have to use your hand for. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you guys are. You guys thinking of something else? <laughs> Were you an Adams Family guy or a Munsters guy? It's it's like the classic Beatles Stones question. Yeah, I found Adams Family later. I think Munsters. I Munsters might have been. I was a Munsters guy first. too. I think that might have been the one that was on Nick at Night first. That's probably where where we all kind of uh-huh. came into it. I think it was always just like goofier, mm-hmm. or like uh, just sillier. Yeah, I always appreciated that you know the other Frankenstein in the Munsters was. You know, just this goofy, dumbass dad. Yeah. I felt like they were more working class and the Adams family. Oh, definitely. Were, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They well, could afford a butler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the other Munsters was fun monsters. So the Munsters. That's they where were? they got it, was it all like Muppets. together. And I didn't realize that there was also those shows. <laughs> Is Fred Gwynn a Muppet? Those shows Let's were Let's not all, start this again, Michael. I've already apologized to you about this. Let's not reopen old wounds. You know, there was a series of Hayseed shows, which was like um, Andy Griffith. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, Mayberry RFD, Mayberry RFD, and then Hee-haw. Munsters was part of the Hick, or no, was part of the Supernatural shows. Mm. I Dream a Genie, Bewitched, um, Adam's Family, uh, but mm. then there was also like My Mother, The Car, 
you know, or Mr. Ed, the things that had a supernatural unexplained right. component to them, was Lurch was different than he didn't provide wry commentary like uh, no he just no didn't have the he verbal was, facility. He was literally just like this. You this, just this manservant. Yeah, thing he like he he just served like he didn't. They, there didn't seem to be any sort of familiarity with him. They didn't really treat him like family. Although I think that he probably was family. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone else seems to be ingratiated within, like, the family element. Yeah. He seems to be of the family, but definitely yeah. something separate. Like, maybe he was lobotomized or something, and but they, rather than to kick, kick him to the curb, <laughs> everybody's got a job here in the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was, was a fun uh, discussion, and uh, I appreciate you guys going forth with this, because I realized it was my choice, and it was kind of a... That's kind of a reach. You know, we've been doing, I don't know, near, nine on 70 episodes now, is it? And so that was a, a little bit esoteric. I'm not rush more fictitious butlers. But I do appreciate how butlers are can be like family members and also servants. They definitely can also be have um, work for but have authority over their employer at some point. So this was a real fun challenge. Uh, uh, it's a it's a challenge to, to judge these because I, I know I have to judge because – that's my role here. You're like our you're like our butler, Jeff. <laughs> it's like I'm your butler. Jeeves, come over here. Um, By the way, Michael, you didn't pick Jeeves. Uh, he is uh, a valet, not a butler. Is, what's the? Difference? He's a gentleman's oh. personal gentleman. Okay, what's the difference for the for us us hick uh, sports reporters who can only afford a butler? Technic- what's the difference? Technically, he didn't he didn't manage. Uh, Bertie Wooster's house. He um, traveled with. Them. He traveled with. Oh. Them. Just he managed him. Basically, he managed. He was a, a him manager, but he didn't like. He wasn't there to run the household. Although he did kind of household chores. He stuff. was like his personal assistant. Yes. So the crossover ones we had, um, Wadsworth from Clue. Is that right? Yeah, yes. from Cluedo. Oh, Cluedo. From Cluedo. From Cluedo. <laughs> um, we both had Mr. Belvedere, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, um, obviously, there's brilliant minds working together there. So, um, each get a point for Wadsworth. Each get a point for uh, Mr. Belvedere. And then, since I like this show so much, and it reminded me of my boner for Krause, Benson is one that I'd like. And um, I just like the commentary on Alfred and all the differing um, things that came up there. So, I want to give a point for Alfred. But for discussing race and the role of the African-American in comedy and discussing the um, identity of the Jewish intellectual, even though they take on a pseudonym, I would like to add another point for Rochester from the Jack Benny Show. So we got five people on this Rushmore? Yes, this is an extra. Well, one's the the butler that's helping to serve. The butler. Exactly. We have to get to the washing and get to the laundry because our butler has been um, on holiday this weekend. So we'll have to go now. This has been the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. 